presents. Hello listeners, today on the feed, Sam Knight returns for another installment of Tips, Tricks, and Traps. In this episode, Sam talks through one of the traps that it's very easy for film photographers to fall into. Let's have a listen. Hello everybody and welcome back to uh, episode 3 now, Tips, Tricks and Traps of Film Photography. So um, recently I went to the Analog Spotlight event and it was a fantastic event. It was it was um, here in the UK. Um, uh, it was great, it was in this little sort of like back backstreet studios you know is perfect for the slightly underground analog scene because let's be honest it's in real terms it's tiny it's tiny all of the main movers and shakers i think within the uh, the uk industry turned up there and um yeah you know, you could fit all of them into a large house. <laughs> so it's like, and talking of large houses, for anyone watching the video, I am in a large house, but it's not my house. I am um, house sitting today uh, and, and dog sitting. So, uh, but this just happens to be a very nice, quiet room. The dining room happens to be nice and quiet. So, um, what I want to talk about is minutiae, though, and and it's something that. Um, it's a trap that all of us film photographers are likely to fall into. So we focus these days, we effectively pixel peep everything about film photography because we get obsessed with it. And then we, we want the best. We've been conditioned by modern society to want the best of things. A lot of us. Not all of us, but a lot of us. Now, my wallet will never stretch to having the best of things. It just won't. So it's an arms race that I cannot afford to get into. That doesn't stop me being drawn to things. You know, so on the table in front of me, I've got two cameras that I absolutely love okay they are both cheap cameras they have good lenses but you know in the in the world of analog photography no one is going to give a monkey's chuff about these two cameras really at the Voigtlander Vito B you can pick these up for 20 pounds maybe up to a maximum of about 50 quid I suppose it's a lovely little camera. It's really well engineered, lovely little camera. And it produces, and here's the thing, perfectly acceptable results. Okay. Zeiss Icon Netar, one of the cheaper, the Netar is, I believe, the cheaper of the of the range of cameras. It's got a, you know, I'm going to go geeky now, but I am reading this, a Novar and a Stigma lens. Well, you know, it, I know for a fact that's nothing special, 
very sharp in the middle, edge sharpness, maybe not so good. But I don't care. I don't I don't care. Because you've got to think, we've been ruined by the digital age because now we we click a phone, we click our phones, not mine because it's a super cheap phone. But, you know, if you've got a, a high-end phone, you click a picture on your phone and it takes this image and then the the, the algorithm-y stuff inside does all this stuff with it. And then you can pinch and zoom and you go, oh, my God, that's such a good picture. Such a good picture. And you want that from something that's 70 years old. And you get incredible pictures out of them out of these old cameras but we're judging them all the time by modern standards and if, if you if you go with modern mirrorless DSLRs we're in danger of judging them by modern standards and you go with a modern mirrorless camera up to the minute and I don't I don't have one but I know people that do permanent eye tracking permanent eye focus just insane levels of um image capturing range if you like between dark and light and you know the the values it can capture are insane 40 megapixels burst rate of frankly terrifying numbers i mean who the hell wants to hold their finger on a shutter button and end up with like you know 120 pictures when they've had their finger on the button for a second that's a reality who wants to edit that it's just mental and then there's even a camera that I, I cannot get my head around I think it might be a Nikon I'm not sure but before you've even pressed the button before you've even pressed the shutter it's recording it's firing shots it's like does about a second's worth or, or half a second or something before you've even pressed the shutter button I can't get my head around that. Now, if you're a sports photographer or something for a, a, a newspaper, not a newspaper, an online magazine, because it's all going to be online now, maybe that's important. But we're in danger of sort of looking at that level of tech, not specifically those things, but that level of tech that we have now, we just almost take for granted. And then translating it onto these cameras, which both of these both of these cameras I've mentioned, um, if you had these when they were new, they would have been well. The Vito B would have been a very expensive camera, I think. The Netar again, it would be regarded as a fairly high end camera, but this is the lower, the more budget version, if you like. Now, they were family snapshot cameras in a time when people weren't stupid and people knew how to use a camera like this. They would, they would read a manual and they would learn and they would go, okay, so it's, you know, it's, it's an f5.6 day. I'll do that. And if I change my shutter speed, you know, then I can get it up to f8, get a bit more in focus. Lovely. Great, you know. And they really, these were for getting photos of Uncle Albert. 
and and stuff like that and record ah oh, there he is there's uncle albert in the deck chair you know when they look back on it in 10 years time and uncle albert's dead you know that's what it was all about they didn't give a flying flying thing about corner to corner sharpness or how does this lens render the scene or how does this lens render the colors nobody cared but we do and i think you're missing the point one thing and from the analog spotlight i had a photo walk okay now i didn't go on the photo walk i'm not a he I, I did think about going on a photo walk but i'm not a huge fan of group shoot photography but I was sort of thinking before I went, I might challenge myself to, to do that and go on the walk. But no, actually, because there, there were people there that I wanted to go and talk to. And I thought, well, when the walk's gone out, everything will get a bit quieter so I can stand at a stall and I can ask questions and I can talk to someone and I can buy some stuff. Better use of my time. Um, but what I noticed... <laughs> And this will make me unpopular, I think, which wouldn't be a change. But what I noticed, there's an awful lot of peacocking. Uh, and, and it did make me giggle. So there's people hanging boutique cameras around their neck. You know, they've all brought their, their best camera. Um, well, probably not all of them, but there's a lot of it going on. And so you see someone and they're, they're sort of preening, you know, before the photo walk went out, it took about, <laughs> I think it took about 25 minutes for the photo walk to gather at the front of the building and then go on the walk. I think that took quite, quite an excessive amount of time. But I think photography folks are a bit like cats in that respect. Getting them to do things en masse is pretty impossible. But there's these people, aren't they? and they've got their camera, and they're sort of like, you know, and they want someone to talk to them about their camera. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what it leads to is there'll obviously be someone that's brought their best camera. Uh, and realistically, it'd be someone like me. <laughs> you know, my best camera would be of zero interest to the vast majority of Film shooters, they just go, and they might go, oh, yeah, I know, I like those. Oh, yeah, I've got a couple of those. Yeah. And, and that would be it. You know, they'd be, they wouldn't go, oh, my God, look at that. That's amazing. It's got these such and such lens and the blah, blah, blah. And, wow. I bet the pictures are amazing. So if you're a bit like me, um, and you're, you're more at the budget end of things. And so take heart from the fact that the camera is just a light type box. Don't worry about the minutia. Don't worry about whether or not it's worth X amount of money or whether or not this celebrity's got one or whatever it might be. Do not even think about that. Because... Here's the rub. You could give a plastic point and shoot to a good photographer, a very good photographer, 
and their images with a plastic point and shoot would be far better far better than someone with a really expensive Leica I'm just going to say that as an example because everyone knows Leica expensive has a reputation you know because the camera doesn't take the photo the camera doesn't create the photo the person behind it creates the photo their vision creates the image now obviously their understanding of how the camera works has an impact in that but would you rather be on the side of the person that's got a cheap camera would you rather be the person sorry that has the cheap camera and gets really good results because they work at their craft and they use the art of it or would you rather be the person that's got the ex really expensive camera and when people see their images they go hmm that's that's nice I think I'd rather be on the cheap side and have people go that's an amazing image now I'm not saying I'm there yet I'm not saying I'm there yet but that's where I want to be quite happily in terms of camera collecting somewhere at the bottom you know I, if I could afford to let's let's say let's say I could afford to buy a Leica one Leica and then it developed a fault or I had to get it fixed somewhere well, for the cost of that one Leica, I could have 10 perfectly functional other cameras. And I could have a variety of different things. So, I'm not a huge camera collector. I mean, in a sense, we've all got gas, right? You know, <laughs> we've all got gas. But, I'm not a huge camera collector. So don't worry about what camera you've got or what cameras you have and, and don't get caught up in, I must get a better camera. I must get this particular camera because the camera does nothing. You're the important bit. You, your vision, your learning, your knowledge, your ability. You can take the most average photos in the world with the best camera in the world, the best lens. Not that I truly think there is such a thing. So, enjoy working on the art of photography and worry less about the minutia and the details. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Sam for sharing his perspectives. If you'd like to share some of your experiences with the analog community on the Sunny 16 Presents feed, please get in touch at sunny16presents at gmail.com.